Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey, we're in a brand new series, amen. We are talking today um, about the power of thankfulness. We're in a, bad, a brand new, uh, I, I was gonna say, it's, 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 it's a, this is a bad word I got for you today. That's a good word, man. You were here in the morning service. They got messed up. I'm going to take you to a whole new level. Amen? You ready to go? We've been talking about your pathway to praise. We've been talking about being thankful. And I want to talk to you today about some of the consistent keys that allow you and me to be thankful. This is not about Thanksgiving, the, the holiday. This is not about a time of month. This is an attitude of the Christian heart that we should all have. This is an attitude that if we're not careful, we'll slip in. And if you slip in this area of gratitude and thankfulness, it's going to hinder your life. It's going to hinder your walk with God. It's really going to hinder your circumstances. I started seeing this that, you know, sometimes in life, we, 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 we forget how good God is. And we focus on the negative more than we focus on the positive. And the next thing you know, all we've got coming out of us is what doesn't need to be coming out of us. If you'll take this month and, and make these minor adjustments in your life, I think you can start begin, begin to have a lifestyle of praise. A lifestyle of thankfulness, a lifestyle and an attitude of, of transformation. Why, why does thanksgiving and why does thankfulness, now I'm going to use these words synonymously through the whole thing. You know, they're all pretty much the same. Being thankful, giving God praise, giving God glory having a heart full of thankfulness, having a heart full of thanksgiving. They're all elements of praise. They're all, they're all elements of exalting God for how good he is. They're all, they're, all, they're all basic words that can describe an attitude of gratitude towards the Lord. What happens is if we're not careful, we slip away from being grateful, and we wind up doing a lot more complaining than we need to do, even though God's been really good in every season of life. So I want to kind of build an understanding of why we're even talking about this. For a Christian, the giving of thanks is a response to God's goodness and mercy. This act of obedience that we take helps us respond to God's great love towards us. We must remember that we have to create a lifestyle of thankfulness. That's what I want you to write down. Have I created a lifestyle of being thankful? That's what it's about. Am I being thankful? Do I, even know, do I even know what elements of thankfulness I need to apply? And am I really doing what God's asked me to do, not just from the word of God, through the word of God, but am I allowing the access of thankfulness into my life? One of the things I said was this. When I get an attitude of gratitude, I change my altitude. I just start seeing things at a whole new level. I start seeing life in a different perspective because what I want you to know is this, and you guys got to remember this. God gave me worship. God gave me thanks. God gave me all the joy of the Lord. He gave me everything. But most importantly, the reason why he gave it to me and you is that when we thank him, we give him praise, we worship him. We give him glory. We take our eyes and our focus off of the problems 
and we put it where they need to be on him. Let me explain some guys. God gave you worship for you. He didn't give it to you for him. There's angels singing like a choir. Come on, man. He ain't waiting for the earth to give him praise. He would like for you and me to do it, but I got news for you. He's got a choir in heaven singing all day long. He gave you worship so you can get your focus and your attention off of what is consuming you on the daily, and I can get my focus and attention on the God that I serve. And when I say glory to God, it lifts me out of my circumstances. It lifts me out of my feelings, and it puts me and my focus where it needs to be. And once my focus changes, my feelings will catch up. Because when I start talking, you ever think of this? The Bible says to worship me in spirit and worship me in truth. You know, in John, the book of John, they come to Jesus and they said, should we worship here on the temple? Should we worship here on the mountain? Should we worship here? Jesus said, let me tell you. He said, it's not where a man worships that makes a difference. It's how he worships. You could worship in the sanctuary. You could worship in the house. You could worship in your home. You could worship in heaven. You could worship in the earth. But it's not about Come on, somebody. It's not about where you worship him. It's you got to worship me in spirit, and you got to worship me in truth. And I asked the Lord a long time ago, how you worship God in spirit and truth? What's that mean? And I never forget what I heard. He said, as you start magnifying me in my truth, you'll start worshiping me in my spirit. Meaning this, in the spirit. You know what I mean? So when you start magnifying the truth, you'll start worshiping him in the spirit. Does that make sense? You start, like, you start today. What's that mean? God, you're good. How many know he's good? God, you're faithful. Come on. God, you've been good to me. That's the truth, ain't it? God, you're a good God. He's a good God, ain't he now? Because the Lord, then you throw a scripture or two in there and make me a sign. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, somebody. You start slipping over. Come on. See, right? You in the mully grubs over there. You know, you go, oh, ain't nothing good. I'm broke, busted, disgusted, mad and angry. Blah, 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 you grumpy, grumpy grumbler, living on grumpy, grumpy, grumpy street with Grumble Alley, right next to the broke, busted, and disgusted circuit. You know what I'm saying? You know how people are. You know how people do. You know, you know, you know got that one friend, ain't nothing good. Come on. How many got a friend like that? You know what I'm saying? Every time you call them up, something's bad. You got negative Nancy. How many got a negative Nancy? Come on, somebody, you know? She negative about everything. You win the lottery. Well, they didn't give it to me in hundreds. They gave it to me in 20s. You know, I used to tell everybody, I tell people around here, I said, you, you know, some people, I said, my wife laughs about this one. I said all the time. I said, you know what these people's problem is? Not church people, but just people in general. They complain all the time. I said, man, they'd be miserable even if they had a free day at Disney and Mickey was the tour guide. You know what I mean? They just want to grumpy, grump about something. You ever been around that? Negative and just bum, nothing, it's bad, and I'm broke, and blah, blah. How You want to go on a ride with those people? No. God Almighty, I don't even want to go to the grocery store with people like that. You know what I mean? Right, grumpy grumps. Don't look at me like, some of you probably are them. That's why you ain't laughing. That's me, negative, negative, negative. It's too high, it's too bright, it's too cold, it's too uh, blah, 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 nothing good. Man, you know what I mean? And then, y'all, everything bad, nothing's good, nothing's good, nothing bad, everything, everything's bad. It's bad if it's this, bad if it's that. You know what I'm saying? Negative, focus on the negative. But how many know Jesus gave us worship to focus on the positive? When's the last time you worship God? When's the last time you said, I worship, I love, well, I ain't got nothing to worship God. You breathing? You here? And hush your mouth. You got, you, got, you got breath in your lungs? 
Look, if you're here, you got something to praise God. Well, my life ain't great. It could be worse. It could always be worse. Ain't no, God didn't promise you great. See, here, here's the problem with people. I'll worship God if my situations and circumstances, I'll thank God if my situations, who in the world are you if your situations and circumstances? You ain't worshiping God just because your situation and circumstances. Worship God because he's God. I don't worship God because of situations and circumstances. I don't care about no situation and circumstances. Worship God because he's good. Worship God because he deserves it. Well, I, I'm going to wait to give him praise. But to hush your mouth. You know, Hezekiah said it like this. He said, you know, when Hezekiah was getting ready to die, remember that? Hezekiah, that joker turned, that joker learned how to grab a hold of God. Yeah, you know what happened to Hezekiah? Remember the story? He came to Hezekiah, and he sent the prophet to go to Hezekiah and said, tell Hezekiah he's going to die. That's what he told him. He said, walked in there, he said, tell him he's going to go die. He said, he's going to go die? How'd you like a word from the prophet like that? You know, he shows up and goes, hear ye, hear ye, here we go. What? He thought he was going to get a word, right? He's going to get a word. He said, hey, Hezekiah, what's that? Make ready your house because you're going to die today. Well, praise be to God. Where do you get more of that? You know, <laughs> amen. What are you supposed to say, right? Hezekiah, the Bible says he stuck his face in the wall and he started praying and praising the Lord. If you read it, if you read it in the book of Chronicles, what you'll realize is this. Hezekiah was sharp. You know what he said? He said, ain't no grave going to give you praise. Come on, somebody. He told the Lord, he said, he said, ain't no grave giving you praise. And he praised the Lord and praised his way out. The prophet of God came and gave a word and said, you're going to die. Before he left the building, by the time he got ready to hit the door, God said, go back and tell him he can have 15 years. Why is that? Because your praise makes access to the things in earth you couldn't get any other way. You got to become people of praise and people of thanksgiving. And be, I'm not praying. You know, my life. Oh, be quiet, your life. You got a place to give him praise. I'm going to pick on some attitudes in here today. Can you feel it? You feel it? I'm not happy. I don't care if you're happy. Who asked you if you happy? Did God say praise me if you're happy? Did God say praise, praise him when it's good? Praise him when it's bad? He said praise me anyway. My life's not happy. I'm not happy, so I ain't praising the Lord. You better hush your mouth. You ain't going to praise the Lord because life ain't good. You got to stop this. I ain't giving him thanks. How I many you know we need to be thankful no matter what season of life you're in? Well, I'm not in a good season. We'll start getting thankful. You'll change your season. People don't realize that the more you're not thankful, the more problems you're going to have. Oh, you, you better take some notes today. You need me. You ready? Yeah, you do. Look at this. David said it blessed. Look at David said in Psalm 34.1. He said, David said, I bless the Lord at all times. Woo! Did you get me? He said, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Woohoo! How many got praise continually in your mouth? How many got thanks coming? Out? Well, you know, now I'm going to smack some of you today. I can feel it. So when I smack you, just sit there and say, just take it in the chin and look straight and nobody will know because you're going to get smacked. I'm going to smack you right in the mouth because you need it. And that's love. You're like, I'm, I don't pray. I'm not thankful. Yeah, no, duh. That's why you're here today. You, you're always looking at your circumstances to say whether you can give God some praise. You don't look at your circumstance and say, can I give God praise for this mess I'm in? You give God thanks and praise and give him glory because he's going to get you out of the mess you're in. Come on. So hey, you're going to change your attitude, shift your altitude. Some of you are going to be on a brand new place. Some of you are going to go back home and be the way you were, but I can't help you. I ain't, no, I ain't here for you because you don't listen to me. You know what I'm saying? 
You're like stiff-necked Israel. I'm not going to do it. I go home and be a grump. I feel sorry. I, I, if you're married to a grump, God, you, you, you better pray. Because you got to take that grump home with you. You know what I mean? Remember that joke? Somebody asked that dude, they asked that guy, you know, they said, hey, bro, do you wake up, you wake up grumpy in the morning? He goes, no, nah, most of the time I let her sleep. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to be all grumpy. I'm grumpy. Man, I'm bad. You can't take me nowhere. I have fun everywhere I go, even on the bad days. <laughs> I do. I'm a mess. Why? Because you, you, got, you, got, you should be happy. Bro, there's nothing to be happy about. What you mean there ain't nothing to be happy about? You, go, you, you understand this? You got to be thankful. I'm going to show you some reasons why we're not. You see this? Look at David said. Look at this. You see that in verse 1? Now you say, oh, David gave God praise because it was easy. Yeah, okay. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be given to me in my mouth. Look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. See what I'm saying? He wasn't saying I didn't have pressure. He's saying, even though I got pressure, I'm still keeping my praise. Even though I got the pressure. See, that's the problem. You letting the atmosphere tell you what kind of response you should have. You need to tell the atmosphere what kind of words you got, and it's got to change. See what I'm saying? I don't let the atmosphere. You know, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? You know what a thermostat does? Go in the room, 78, feels great. Nah, I'm a thermostat. I'm setting the climate in that room. I'm not no thermometer. Tell you what the temperature is in there. I'm not going in. I don't like it. It's too cool in here. I'm making it hotter. Come on. You know, you set the temperature. Some of you go in there like, ooh, I'm okay. No, you ain't. They say, wait, well, you know, I'm not excited. I don't get excited. I don't get excited. I'm calm. You're very, you're very loud, Pastor Chris. I'm quiet. I'm quiet and calm. I'll hush your mouth. You ain't that quiet and calm. You know what I'm saying? You got to get excited about something. You got to get thankful about something. Get a little juiced up about something. That's the power of thanks, thankfulness. Not only does it set you free, but it lets you. Now watch this thing. Write this down. I got to do this. Not only does it help set me free, thankfulness, but as we pause to give thanks to God for the blessings we enjoy in our lives, he's going to actually, what, release more and more blessings and take some burdens off your shoulder. You got to pause to give thanks. Write that down. I got to pause to give thanks. You got to put yourself in remembrance, amen? You got to remember to give him thanks. Remember to give him praise. Remember, why? Because I'm going to show you why today. We're forgetters, man. We are so, we forget what God did. You know, the earth's like that. What have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? No, nah, man, we got to become people of praise. Come on, somebody, people of thanks. You know that? It's true. Look at this. Go to Passion Translation. Look at this. Passion Translation of Psalm 100. You doing all right? You see it? Now, I'm going to step on your toes. I told you it was going to happen, but it's all right. Because you need this. And I'm not saying everybody. Like Somebody's like, no, but where's, where's, our, where's your thankfulness? Man, I'm going to tell you now. You ever hold a door open for somebody? They don't say thanks? Isn't that annoying? Don't you want to hit them with the door? You know what I mean? You be nice to people. They ain't even, they're rude. Oh, my God, I went the other day, right? I, I, went, I went out of town. You know, I come back. I, I went to the uh, Avis thing, you know, and if Avis is watching. They, they didn't get mad at me because I don't let people get mad at me. But they, they're yelling at people and people rude. Customer service is out the window. Ain't nobody thankful for nothing and stuff like that. I don't let that stuff affect me. 
Because I, I, I sat there one time, one, late, one time I was there, the lady's acting like a goofball. She was off a rail. I pretend I don't notice what they say. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. She must have thought I was high or something, you know. <laughs> this, guy, this cat ain't right. Praise the Lord. You know, I've been around, they, you know, they act weird, and then you start, so what is this guy praising the Lord for? You know, I'm going to set your atmosphere, lady. You ain't setting my atmosphere. You know, let your crazy devils get me all messed up. Grumpy and mad and blah, 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 blah. Hey, you having a good day? I look like I'm having a good day. No, your face doesn't look good about anything. I don't know how you live with yourself. Jesus. I didn't say that, but. You know what I'm saying? People are just, it's an, it's a, it's a, it's because you got to realize something. Most people are negative. Now, here's what you got to understand. You have to create a lifestyle of, of thanks because because of the fall of man, you will gravitate towards, you will polarize towards the negative. We'd love to connect with you online. To learn more about us and keep up with everything that's going on at Relevant Church, visit relevantfl.org. You can also check us out on all of your favorite social platforms. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash relevantfl and also on Instagram by using our handle at relevant underscore fl. Plus, you can even catch up with us on YouTube and that's at youtube.com slash relevantchurch. We can't wait to continue connecting with you and as always, welcome home. So now get this, you understand that? So most, not, not most, everybody is polarized to negative because of the fall of man. So lost people have no option. Church people have to be trained. You got to train yourself not to be. When you go out and hurt, they're like negative. Oh my God, you can't even, oh, I go places sometimes make you want to put a gag on these people like no they just talk like this crazy out of their mouth and you're like oh my god you're cringing like don't say that but they're gonna say it because they don't know no better you know better so but here's the thing because we are christian doesn't mean we automatically lean towards the learned and use the right language if you're not careful you'll snap back towards what by default you'll snap back to negative you'll snap back to you'll snap see it you're, like the recoil is what? I'm going to fall a man, man, put you in a place. The unrenewed mind, what? Does not allow you to step into the place you are spiritually unless you renew it. If you're not careful, an unrenewed mind goes back to what it remembers. That's why you have to constantly be in renewing of it, and you got to make sure you yield to what? Thankfulness, gratefulness, you got you to design it. See, reaction is not the response of the Christian. Action is. You cannot react. You have to be people action. I know you know this, but you got to hear this thing. Look what it says right here. Because here's the thing, man. He told you how to do this. Now, I'm going to show you this now. You got to see this thing. Because this is really important. So everybody understands. I got to build a lifestyle of thankfulness. I need that. You, we squeeze you, thankful should come out of you. If we squeeze you, thankful should come out of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get in trouble. I can feel it. <laughs> we squeeze some of you, God knows what's coming out of you, man. 
You like them. You ever see the Pillsbury Doughboy? Hmm. <laughs> you ever see that little joker? Hmm. I don't start squeezing some of you here what comes out of you. I'm going to squeeze you. We're going to beep, 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 beep. I don't know. Is thankful coming out of you? Come on now. You're gonna, you need a checkup from the neck up. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, I'm grumpy. Yeah, I know you're grumpy. That's why you're here today. Come on. I'm negative. Yeah, I know you are. And I, don't know, I don't know who you are as negative, but you know what I'm saying? Are you thankful? You better start getting thankful. If negative's only coming out of your mouth, negative's going to be the atmosphere you create. Ain't this good? <laughs> they don't want to hear me, G. They don't want none of this stuff today. They don't want to leave me. Leave me it's past appreciation. Leave us alone. I'm going to aggravate you today. I got the ministry of aggravation. I'm anointed to aggravate. Yeah, look. Now watch this. You ready for this? I know you, you're sitting here and you're, me- you're meditating a little bit while I'm speaking it. I'm not going slow for a reason. I'm going slow so you can identify yourself that your mouth is your problem. Your mouth is your problem. It is. You're negative nilly. Somebody better write me a check today, man, because I'm helping your marriage right now. I don't know who you are. I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> you playing me? Does I look better on video? God Almighty, help me. Did you hear what I just said? I don't even want to tell you. I'm going to go on the platform. If I get down near you, I'll pick up your mind. I will. That's why I'm, be- that's why, that's why I'm better on film. Because on a film, I can't pick up an atmosphere. But out here, I'll pick up your atmosphere. Yeah, I'll pick up your atmosphere. It's crazy cool. God, but there's the thing. Don't be negative when you hear this stuff, and don't let my delivery stop you from hearing. You need to lose these attitudes. This earth is negative right now. You don't need to be negative. And don't go home and say, that was for you. Pastor Chris was talking to you. <laughs> And if your husband or spouse, I'm not going to go home and tell Pastor Liz, you should have been in church today. It was really good. <laughs> Pete, zoom in. I'm not going to say, honey, you should be here. Just saying. Maybe you should be <laughs> She's not negative. It's cute, though, right? But next time she get negative, I'm going to go, that's why you should have been in church on Sunday. I preached a wonderful message. You know what the problem is with this stuff, though? They remind you of everything I preach, the whole house, when it's convenient for them. But when it's not convenient for them, they got amnesia. They don't know what I said. They don't know what I said. But, man, I'll tell you what. When they, you said this. Oh, they're a prophet. They know everything. They prophesy everything I said, Kita. They know everything. Every word I said. They know everything I said. What about when I said that? I wasn't in that service. <laughs> That's how they do you, bro. That's how they do. Pop this up here. Watch this. This is really good. Hey, guys, I know. We're living in a negative world. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't that how it went? Yeah. We're living in a negative world. <laughs> you didn't get that. Come on. Lift up. A, listen to what the Lord said. Now, hey, everybody say, write this down. There is a prerequisite to get into God's presence. Did you know that? You know what that means? Don't just go to God. Man, the church is so messed up, the things they tell you. Well, just come to God. No, he told you how to come into his presence. If you ain't, if you do not have the presence of God on the daily, you probably ain't entering into his presence right. 
You know, the church teaches all this goofy stuff. Just come into it. Now he told you, the prerequisite for God's presence is praise. If you show up with the right attitude, he'll let you in. You know, those jokers show up at your house. I don't know if I'm going to let you in. <laughs> That's what God does with you. That's what, man, the church don't know nothing. You know, thank God you with me. That's the truth. God goes, let me see your attitude before I let you in my house. They don't want to hear me. It's true. You don't know that? Let me tell you something. This, if I got a revelation this week, Jesus, good God, I got one. I like seeing, I like, I think I had, it wasn't an open vision. It wasn't an open vision. It was an open knowing that was so thick, I almost got lost in what was being said and seen. And I, I'm going to show you what it was. God is such a God of order. That's what he's obsessed with. God is obsessed with order. And this is what happens. When you chase after order, you'll step into excellence. But neither one of them can really truly be achieved. Because every time you get closer to it, it moves forward into your future, and you have to try to catch it. But check this out. This is really good. You ready for this? Nothing in your life you achieve you could ever produce within your own accomplishments Somebody has to invite you to go there. Life is a constant invitation for you to accept or reject. You know how to do nothing and can become nothing until you accept the invitations that God puts before you. So while you chase after order, you really become excellent. Excellence cannot be taught. Excellent has to be basically what? Pursued. The only way to pursue excellent is some, someone or some entity of excellence needs to invite you into the atmosphere. Once that happens, you start to achieve something you could not achieve on your own. You understand it? But it's never really, really grasped because just when you think you're getting close to it, it moves. See, this is what people don't get, man. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'll take you deep for a minute here if you want to go here. You got to pull on me, though. Don't check out. want to know what time lunch is. All right? Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, you got to pull this. Ready? Excellence is an invitation. It is not something you can put together on your own. Okay, you understand that? Excellence is an invitation. Somebody invites you to come. If you accept it, you can become it. If you reject it, you can't. Why? Because you can't see at that level. You can't hear at that level. You cannot operate nor function at that level until somebody invites you. It's an access granted. The minute you say yes, now you come in. It's going to challenge everything in your ability. Most people reject it because they don't understand how they're going to achieve it, but they lost the, they lost the greatest commission of it, which was order. So God's obsessed with order. That's all God cares about is order. God's more care, God cares more about order than anything, but here's what you got to pull in, and you got to pull this in. It's something, 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 by it's by invitation. Do you understand that? Somebody's got to invite you in. You can't get here on your own. See it? So watch this. When God brings you to, you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I mean? Excellence is not achieved, man. It's not a fruit you develop. It's an invitation someone gives you, and the minute you accept it, now you transform. This is what I'm learning. My words, let me tell you something about this right now. My words can renew your mind. My presence can transform your life. It's God's honest truth. You don't talk like that in church. You need to. 
So this is what I'm saying, because I'm challenging you to go to another level. So this is the thing. So you want, you want this, you got to go after it. You got to get near it. Okay, so you got that. You got that kind of figured out. So here's what I'm trying to tell you about this thing. God gave you the prerequisite for his presence. He loves order. If you do not accept the invitation of his order, you'll never enter into his presence. Not because he doesn't want you in his presence. You didn't keep the order to get into his presence. Are you with me? So this is what I'm saying. Most people are like, why, why ain't God? You got to accept, you have to accept the invitation of order. Make sense? You know what I'm saying? God told you how to come in. You can't just come in what you want. These people come in like, oh, he God, I'm going to come. Sir. Who are you in the world going to go tell God you're going to come as the way you are? Come the way you are? You come the way he told you to come. My God in heaven, somebody better shout in the Holy Ghost and get this thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I... No, hush your mouth. You want to know why? Because they're, they're, un, they're, un, they're, listen, they're ungrateful. And you become unthankful. And then you think you're going to pull that, you, I'm going to serve God the way I want to serve God business. That don't work with God. You don't serve God the way you want to serve God. You serve God the way he told you. So did you pull that in? Excellence is not something you're going to ever be able to achieve. It's something you've been invited to. The minute you receive the invitation, now it will perpetually move you into your future. You understand it? You can't catch it. Every time you get close to it, it moves and goes higher. It's never found. It's never achieved. But the force of it will continually take you from place to place. And the great, and the great, the greatest thing you'll see of this is you'll start, you'll start. The ability to see, recognize, understand, have perception is going to be because you accepted the invitation. You couldn't even see at that level 10 minutes ago. You couldn't even understand at that level. That's why it's an invitation. Man, I've been sitting there. I sat there for a decade, thought it's fundamental tools you put together. It is not. It's an invitation that someone gives you. And if you accept the invitation, you can become it. People missing stuff by the minute, man. Flying by them, and they think, nah, he told you what to do. So I'm saying, and then don't get don't get caught in it. Well, how do I know when the invitation shows up? You're gonna know it, but the key is once it shows up, you better you gotta roll with it then. It'll come, you'll know. You'll know when. That's why most of the people around, you know, you giving them invitations to come into things, they're goofy. If I give you an invitation to come to something, I just gave you access to become something you couldn't become on your own. Did you get that? God does it all day long with his word. I'm not it. Yeah, he knows that. Once you accept the invitation of that word, you can become it. And then you, that's how it works. You don't have the power nor the potential, but he does. But if you're accepting reject, you can have. See what I'm saying? So look what he said here. You guys all right? I set the table for you to understand it. She's like, I'm just going to do it the way I want to do it. Won't work. Can't work. God's obsessed with order, bro. God will care. Let me tell you something right now. God don't, he don't care about a lot of stuff people think he cares about. He cares about order, though. He loves order. The pursuit of divine order is the passion of God. It is. And people say, well, you know, no, it is. That's why, he, that's why he's like that. Loves it. Okay, you all right? Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere. I like it. Watch this. As you serve him, be what? 
Be glad and worship him. He's telling you what to do, man. But I don't know if I want to do it. Then don't get mad. The prerequisite for God's presence is this. You want to keep, want to keep, them, in your, you want to keep them in your life? You want to keep them around the things you need? Look at this, look at this, look at this. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. Woo! For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. Man, look at verse 4. Verse 4 will put you on edge, man. Verse 4, look, verse 4 will knock you out. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. This is where it's at, verse 4. Who's ready for verse 4? You ain't ready for verse 4. You're like four people. Like, Who's ready for verse 4? That's still weak. I ain't even going to read it. Yeah, I mean, take it down. Take it down. Don't even let him see it. I ain't playing with you neither. Look, man, come on. You got to be ready for this stuff. You ready for verse 4? Not being serious. Look at ver- You can put it up there. Look at verse 4. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Wait a minute, stop. I got a password for so much stinking junk, I don't even know half of these things. Thank God my computer now is a finger thing and my phone's a face thing. I wouldn't be able to get into half the things I got. I don't know what I got. I don't know the password for this. You got to have a password for your phone. You got to have a password for your computer. You got a password, pin number, bank account. I got keypad on my door. I got a password in my house. I got a password for this, password for that, password for everything. And let me ask you a question. Have you ever forgot your password? Don't act, don't look at me in that tone of voice. Have you ever, have you ever, please help me, has anybody not had a password? Yes. What happens if you don't have your password? You what? What? There ain't none of this send me your email, get a new password with God. God ain't into that mess. He ain't changing his mind about his password. You understand what I'm saying? What happens if you don't have your password? You can't get in. He said, and this, you can come through the gate with the password of praise and come right into his presence with Thanksgiving. Are you seeing this? He said, hey, you want the password to get into my presence? Come in here with praise. You want the password? Come in here with thanksgiving. You want the password? Come in here with thankfulness. You want the password? Come in what you're supposed to come in with and do what you're supposed to do. I mean, I don't know why God's presence is in here. Bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Oh, my God, are you getting this? For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving. And what? It will amaze you. So kind, it will astound you. And he's famous for his faithfulness. Woo, he's famous, my God in heaven. He's famous for his faithfulness. <laughs> Come on, right? I thought about your mom this morning. I did. I really did. Your mom is a miracle. Praise the Lord. It's a walking miracle. Walking miracle. I loved it. Bless me. I, 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 was, I was thankful for her. You make sure you tell her. 
I said, man, I thought about mama. Christian's mama got healed, and we've been praying. And Miss Kathy, you've been praying, and the T's been praying, and God moves supernaturally in her life. And she recovering the mill. And she, doctor, you know, she said, she's, I'm going to steal your thunder. I was talking to her yesterday. We were at the event. She said, you know, the doctor kept telling her all this stuff about, you know, don't look good, don't look good. She goes, is that what God said? <laughs> I love it. Her mama looked at the doctor and said, is that what God said? Is that what the word of God said? Is that? No, I ain't going to listen to this stuff. Thanks, doctor for all you're telling me, but I got a praise. I got a password that's going to get me access to the King of Glory, the Lord of Lords. Come on, somebody. You got a password of praise. What you doing? Don't bottle it up and shut it up. You got to use it. Now, look at this. I got to give him some things. I got to give him some things, and then we'll get going. You ready for this? Brother Lindsay's helping me out. We all right. I, I got to tell him. Now I got to tell him what they got to fix, Brother Lynn. So once we do this, I don't know. I, I might need you up here to help me. They might try to fight me. Uh, why? Because what's our problem? Instead of entering the God's court, now I'm going to locate you. Two things, I'm going to be quick. Instead of entering the God's courts with praise, thanksgiving, joy, what do we enter in with? Grumbling, complaining, Jimmy, Jimmy, gimme, gimme. Come on, right? Come on, don't lie. You know it's true. God, what you do? God, where are you going to show up? God, God, God. Now we don't have praise. Two key elements that I want to talk to you today, because I'm building a bridge all month long. We're going to get better at this. Look, man, I don't expect to do this all in a day. I'm going to set a foundation. Two things we got to fix. You ready for it? Number one, you got to understand this. We are, what are we going to cultivate this month? A lifestyle of thankfulness, right? Hey, when's the last time you thank God for your spouse? When's the time you thank God for your kids? When's the last time you thank God for your job that you don't like going to, but you know what? It's a job. You know what I'm saying? When's the last time you thank God? Man, let me tell you right now. You better be thanking God for America, man. You know what I'm saying? We might got a little bit of turmoil, but we still got it going on, man. When's the last time you thank God for his goodness? Thank God for his mercy. See, I'm going to tell you something. The minute you start getting an attitude of gratitude, it's going to change your altitude. You start looking at things different. That ain't that bad. I can fix it. He gave you all this stuff to get your focus on him and off this stuff. Put it on the worship. Put it on God. Put it on the goodness. You see it? Man, I read this. So here's the thing. Here are the end, two things. What are some hindrances? Complaining. Number one, complain. We must remember complaining is an enemy of thankfulness. You got to stop complaining. Why? Look what Psalm 77.3 says. I complain and my spirit was overwhelmed. You're overwhelming yourself with your mouth. Now, you need to read it. I want everybody reading it because some of you need to read it because you ain't going to like it, but praise God, I got to give you medicine sometimes too. Amen. You know what I'm saying? We need, I complain. Man. Bro, I complain. You're lying if you sit in here and say you don't complain. What's the matter? You don't complain? You don't complain. Who in this room does not complain? Raise your hand so I can cast a lion. <laughs> some people don't. You know what I'm saying? We complain a little bit. Like kids, they complain. Why I got to clean my room? Right? Adults, why I got to go to this job? Go to work? Why, is he, why I got to work for this goober? You know what I'm saying? Everybody complaining about something. You know what I'm saying? Don't complain. What? Check this out, right? I'm overwhelmed with despair. Can you put that in the King James 77.3? Watch this. He said this, he said, I 
complained, and I did what? I overwhelmed myself. You should put it in King James. Let's read it. I remember God, and I was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. What overwhelms your spirit? Your mouth. You set your atmosphere with your mouth. I can't take it. Yeah, that's right. Your mouth puts you where you can't take it no more. Lose the negative complaint. The complaining kept the children of Israel out of the promised land. You realize something? God is leading these guys to a blessed land. You know what they said? Defeat. Well, let me show you something. Let me show you what. Want to know why we complain? It's the, it's the fear of the unknown that makes you want to go back to the familiar. And because I don't know what the future holds, I just want to go back to what's familiar, man. That is not the answer. That is faith. What? Trust can only be developed in the unknown. Faith can only be developed in the unknown. This is where you learn this stuff. You can't learn this stuff, you know, on the sideline. You got to get in the middle of it and say, I know he's got me. He got you. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know he's got me. That's what I'm saying. So press forward. You see it? Stop complaining, man. And look, you, maybe you don't complain. I complain. We all complain. If you don't complain, great. Don't complain. But if you're complaining, I don't want to overwhelm my situation or my circumstance. I'm going to be careful how I complain. Stop complaining about that. You know, I, I've been using this word, right? I get to. I used to say this all the time. I got to go here. You know, I, I got, you know, the Lord slapped me around there because I was, I was going a lot. We went eight weeks in a row, man. I was flying somewhere, going somewhere. It was blowing up. It was getting rid like, I didn't know what God was doing. I was like, every week it was something. I was here with you, flying there, going here, went here, went there, went there. Started looking at the back end. We were supposed to be, all, this year, man, I was supposed to be, oh, we were going to South Africa. We were going here. We were going to Europe, all these cool places. I'm like, and I, I got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. God, I was like, man, who are you telling me you got to go? What do you mean you got to go? Like, this is some laborous chore? No, I get to go. Thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like you just life gets busy and you got to go to the store. I got I got to go to the store. I got to go to the bank. I got to go. It's a mentality. I get to go. I'm thank God. You know, Johnny taught me that. Johnny, if Johnny, Johnny's life taught me anything more than anything was when I watched him, Billy, I watched him struggle to go to a mailbox one day. And I literally, I literally was like, man, I take so much stuff for granted. Because when you see sometimes somebody struggle so hard to do the simple things of life, you realize how grateful you are that you get to go. You get to do. It's a real way to look at things, man. It's a real great way to look at things. And, I know, and that doesn't mean we're ungrateful, guys. That just means like some, we get so busy in life, we just, you know what we do? Number two, we're really forgetful. We complain a lot. But also, number two, we forget what God has done for us. We become quick to forget how good he's been. He's been good to you. You're breathing today. You're here. Look, if you're here, you got something to be grateful for. You're here, you got something to be thankful for. Remember this, though. Some people are waiting for life to improve before they change their attitude. It doesn't work that way. We must first change our attitude, and then God will change our what? Our circumstances of life. Situations change once you change. You can't look at the situations to determine whether you're going to give God thanks. You give God thanks, and he'll change your circumstances. That's the difference. 
God enables us to overcome adverse circumstances. Why? Because we keep an attitude of gratitude. Here's the next one. Another reason why I think sometimes we miss out on the thankfulness, we become forgetful. Look, I'm going to leave you this. We can go. Luke 17, 11. I want you to read this with me. And it came to pass when Jesus went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Gilead. And what's happens? And he entered in to a certain village. He was in Galilee. Look at this. There met him 10 men that were lepers. They stood afar off because how many of you know they were separated? They were ostracized. They couldn't come near. Jesus, looking over, they lifted up their voice and said, will you have mercy on us? He said unto them, go and wash yourselves or go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Now watch verse 17, 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.